And welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I am your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. A little bit of a different episode today. We do not have the normal crew. I am currently, depending on when you're listening to this, I'm on vacation. Um, no, I'm not on the beach because the beach sucks and I just burn very easily. But we got a great Debbie episode today and I'm going to introduce all our guests. But until then, I'd like to talk to you about DynastyOwner.com. I've been looking for a new challenge, which is why I'm playing Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football this season. Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office. Dynasty Owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries, adding the strategy of running an NFL franchise. Dynasty Owner provides a unique challenge for diehard fantasy football fanatics. Go to DynastyOwner.com forward slash rewind leagues are forming now that's dynastyowner.com forward slash rewind not backwards slash we've all been in a league where the winner just got lucky if you're like me and know that you're better than most dynasty owner gives you the platform to prove it dynasty owner favors skilled players who can manage the roster using real nfl salaries within the salary cap it adds an entirely new level of strategy so again go to dynastyowner.com forward slash rewind validate your fantasy football skills today dynastyowner.com start your dynasty today after you listen to this fantastic podcast of course so we're going to be talking some Devi, something i don't know much about so if you listen to this show but don't care for me too much that's fantastic because i'm just going to kind of move things along but until then i would like to introduce for his second time on the dynasty rewind we have brian shakochis also known as shack also known as shack nato shack what's good my man it's great to talk to you again it's always great to talk to you it's awesome to be back. It's awesome to be back. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm stoked to be back. Got a great show today from the looks of it with uh, some heavyweights coming in. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just stoked to be along for the ride. At when uh, when can we be expecting a new Dynasty Tools podcast? Oh, we just recorded today. Jim and I just recorded today, actually. So, so it'll be out it'll, tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, it'll be coming out tomorrow, which it's is fantastic. like a week ago in in you know whatever this podcast yes. universe so is. So yeah. you'll have already heard that if you have not listen to dynasty tools you need to do that uh because it's fantastic shaq's great best accent in fantasy football as far as i'm concerned i appreciate it brother for the first time not for the last time on the dynasty rewind hopefully we have kane fossil joining us today kane how are you you know every day is a miracle when i when i get to be on the same podcast and hear shaq's voice like it's hard not getting turned on i'll tell you that <laughs> he starts talking and whoo boy Second sexiest accent is the Boston accent. So, what is the first? Yeah, take it been take first second when it comes to being sexy. I can live with that. <laughs> if you would have cheated like normal, you would have been first. Don't worry. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired already. So, uh, came for our listeners, why don't you tell everybody a little about yourself and a little about what you do? Yeah. So, I, I write Debbie stuff and do Debbie stuff, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at Debbie underscore Kane. Um, then all my Debbie writings over at DLF, uh, I just put up a piece about a few days ago on Quintus Cephas and why he's actually going to be the fourth round steal that, that you need in your league. Um, so check that out as always. I, I host somehow I host a podcast. It's called the Debbie marketplace where we just look at buys and sells and just values of Debbie players, because as we get into Debbie, it's really hard to know when to buy and when to sell a certain player. If you know, we're not looking at that exclusively. Um, a lot of people just think the right thing to do is just to draft a Debbie player and just wait for them to get to the NFL, but you're just missing a whole lot of value um, doing that. So we want to help you as much as possible because we want you to win in your dynasty and Debbie leagues now, as well as in the future. And that only happens if you're trading, if you're buying and selling at the right time for some of these players. 
Um, so I do that with Caleb Pearson. So that's at Pearson FF is his Twitter handle. And, and that's what I do. You can always catch me on Twitter eating something because <laughs> I eat a few times a day. I, I love, um, I'll be honest with you. I love it. You just, it's like I go on Twitter for this fantasy content and then I'll just see Kane. What's your favorite type of chips? And I was like, I love this guy. This is great. This is what I'm actually really here for deep down inside. You know, um, so here's, here's the thing that I've realized, right? It's like everyone all the time um, is always down to talk about football content. But the sure. thing that people don't realize is there's just so much more to us as people um, than than just football content, right? It's the reason why um, Garrett tied faith and football together. It's the same reason why I eat snacks and talk about football, just because there's we have so many other interests um, and we want everyone to see each side of us, not just you know, just that football lane and just stick to that lane because we'll never just stick to sports because we're more than a brand and we're more than um, just football. So that's what I like to do. I always like to talk about food because it tastes delicious and <laughs> I like to eat six times a day roughly. Well, I'll tell you what, you say food tastes delicious. I challenge you to have Thanksgiving at my mother-in-law's house. Uh, you might be saying differently. So let us go Is she now. a vegetarian? Is that what that's called? She's when the not. food doesn't taste good? <laughs> no, I believe that's vegan, actually. But oh, no, okay. She is not that I knew it was something. So let's go now to um, the Dynasty Rewind Devi department head, which is also the only department that I've formally made at the Dynasty Rewind. Welcoming in Nate Christian. Nate, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm just happy to be here, honestly. Uh, these guys are going to set a very high bar, so I'm going to just sit down here and listen. All right. Well, that's great. Learning from the best. So speaking of the best, one of the best in the business, the man who stole our hearts and then ripped it out of our chest early, we, we have, I mean, the Malone Mauler. We've got America's Sweetheart is a pretty popular one, or Sweetheart, as he'd be referred to. Uh, by the man over there in panel two, Brian Chicoches. Right. Aztec Sweetheart. I mean, we got so many other ones. Uh, we got Garrett Price back on the Dynasty Rewind. I, you know, I meant to go back and actually look at how many times you were on the show and say this is like your whatever appearance, and I forgot. So I apologize. But Garrett, how you doing? It's been a while. I'm doing good, man. Yeah. I don't know. What would it be like? It's it's gotta be around 50 or so, right? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's gotta be in that ballpark. <laughs> I don't know. I can count when you guys are talking. I'll, I'll go back <laughs> then. I don't um, think it's that important. <laughs> uh, well, I kind of have to know now, but I'll do it after the show. That's fine. It's going to bug so, you. It's going to eat at you, isn't it? It actually is. Yeah. Um, so listen, guys, thank you again for joining me. Um, it's been a great show, but oh no, I guess we should actually do a show. Where is my show sheet? Sorry. Now I'm getting off. Okay. Here, I got the show sheet. My first show sheet, Garrett, I, I was telling the guys you had stepped out for a minute. I can't remember the last time I did a show sheet. Probably like over 30 episodes, I think, since yeah. I've done one. Because I would get off track anyway. So Right. They're know. overrated. Yeah, they are. It's it's whatever. Okay. We're talking Debbie. That's the show sheet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just did it because I needed something. So yeah. Nate, and Nate said I should. So I don't get <laughs> off track. Nate keeps me grounded. So there you go. So let's let's start with our first topic. What are some of your breakout candidates, Debbie breakout candidates for the upcoming season? And uh, I'll tell you what, Kane, let's start with you. Um, so the first one, Javian Hawkins, uh, running back at Louisville. Right now he's about my RB7, RB8, right in about that tier three, um, low tier three, high tier four running back right now. Um, 
people always are going to be a little worried about his size. When he actually came into college, he was at five, what, five, seven, uh, 157 pounds. So tiny, like my left thigh is how much he weighed. But now he just, you know, weighed in at five, nine, 195 pounds. Okay. So we're looking much more of of a complete running back. And then if we're just looking at what he's doing on the field, he has terrific vision um, that actually ran him for almost 1,500 yards in the ACC. And in a Power 5 conference, that's nothing to slouch at. Uh, that, that, you know, over 1,500 pass or uh, rushing yards, that's really, really great for a guy that size, um, especially on a team that really likes to throw it deep, too. Right when you have guys like Tutu Atwell and Mikhail Cunningham as the quarterback, really liking to throw it deep and throwing over the top of that defense. But this is a guy that does really great between the tackles. Um, if we're knocking one thing, obviously he doesn't catch many passes in that offense. There were nine total receptions by running backs in the entire offense. So clearly that's just not something that's part of their game plan. And we'll really have to focus this next year, especially as he gets in the combine process as well, to see how well he can catch and if that's actually going to be an issue moving forward. But I don't think it really is. The, the few times that he caught the ball, I think he had four or five la- catches last season. Um, they look pretty routine to him, so it's not something that that is out of the ordinary. But that'd be, that'd be the first guy that I would mention just because I think um, – there's a great chance that he's just going to boom and and no one's really going to see it coming. So I think you need to watch out for Javian Hawkins. All right. Love it. Love me some Javian Hawkins. Um, Nate, do you have anybody you'd like to add to that? Yeah. So I'm going to go with a, a bit of a Homer pick for my first uh, breakout candidate. And uh, George Hulani out of Boise State. Um, just he's going to be another one of the many running backs out of Boise that are coming into the NFL and producing, you know, you guys, Ajayi, Madison, Doug Martin, just one of those names like that. He's going to come in and produce. So he was a freshman last year, um, true freshman and ended up as the mountain West conference freshman of the year. Second team, um, all conference. He had a thousand yards rushing uh, for 5.3 yards average seven touchdowns 26 receptions really a complete running back he showed up um week one against florida state as a true freshman and produced so i mean he came up big when they needed him i love watching him run i think he really is a complete back he was um a four-star recruit out of california and i mean he's just a player that is going to get to the next level and uh, be useful. So I think he's not as big as some of the other running backs we talk about in Debbie. Uh, but when he comes around 2022 draft eligible, I think he's going to be in the day two picture. All right. Nice. It's worth noting that that offensive line is terrible at Boise state too. Right. So Hank Bachmeyer, he almost yeah. set a record for the amount of times he got hit in seven weeks. Like in seven weeks, he had been hit like 68 times. Oh, geez. Which is like bananas. And that guy was a true freshman, Hank Bachmeyer, too. So getting hit as a true freshman, like that offensive line is just bad. So, you know, stock has to go up. Hmm. It can't go down with that offensive line. It's <laughs> a lot of times to get hit. Um, <laughs> Garrett, how about how about yourself? Well, who you got as a breakout guy? Almost forgot that I muted my mic. Um for me, I'm going to go really, really, really deep. Um, but it's a guy that I, the more I dig into him, the more I get to know about this player, uh, the more I really, really like him. And it's Makai Polk. Uh, he's a wide receiver for the uh, the Cal Bears. Uh, but 
one of the things that really attracted me to him was his kind of end of the season breakout. So he was a true freshman last year, just came in as like this three-star athlete, no notoriety, no real huge pedigree. And because of that, he didn't get a lot of opportunity early. And really a freshman get any opportunity early, you're excited. But first few weeks, didn't really get to do anything. Uh, started having weeks where he had a catch or two. Um, then he had a pretty good game against Washington State. Three catches for 71 yards and a touchdown. A couple other two-catch games. But then he finished the year, and he was really getting peppered with targets uh, towards the end of the year. And he was doing quite a bit with them. Uh, second to last game of the season against uh, UCLA, four catches, 78 yards and a touchdown. And then against Illinois, five catches for 105 yards. And one of those should have been a touchdown. Uh, he got called down at the one. But, you know, going back and watching it, he, he probably should have been uh, given a touchdown there. Really, really tall, lanky kid, six foot three. So he's got really good size. I like Garbers, uh, who's the um, the quarterback there. For Cal, I think he's a good player. There's really nobody ahead of him that is has any so, sort of notoriety. One of the receivers that was ahead of him graduated. So there's really only one or two other guys that are even in the mix, and they're underwhelming uh, at best. So I think he has a chance to really blossom into a very good player uh, from basically being an unknown guy. All right. Love it. Check. How about you? Who you got for us? Hopefully, I mean, we got three good ones here. Hopefully, they didn't they didn't steal any of your guys? No, they didn't. Um, my big thing. I'm a campus to Canton guy. That's my big. That's my format. I'm so passionate about. So, I went super, super, super deep. And you know, Kane did uh, an episode recently on his show about like flag plant guys, right? And you know who you who you planting your flag and and stumping for this year and. My flag plant guy is a breakout, and I don't know if I talked about him last time I was on, and I apologize if I did, but it's Kevin Austin from Notre Dame. I absolutely am fascinated with him. I think he's going to explode this year. And if, if we have a season, I think he's going to make a whole lot of noise. He's 6'2", 210. He's a former top 100 recruit. Uh, he, he didn't do a lot as a freshman, but they had guys ahead of him as a freshman, and he was suspended all last year, and he fell off everyone's radar. When that happens, that's just an opportunity. We talk about like value. Like if you can go out and scoop him up in a campus that can't league, uh, he's a great, great guy. I've I've seen leagues where he's out there sitting there to be had, and he's a guy who's in, in the few spring practices they got in. He was running with the starting unit. Chase Claypool just left. There's a wide open opportunity. They have a third year starting quarterback in Ian Book who's going to be able to deliver the ball to him. I love this kid, and if you watch his his film coming in from high school, you understand why he was a top 100 recruit. The kid is legit, and so I think Kevin Austin's going to explode out of the gates uh, if we have a season this year. Okay, first of all, stop saying if we have a season. Um, no, it's okay. I get it. <laughs> Fair enough. What I can say about Ian Book um, from watching tape on Chase Claypool, yuck, is what I will say. That is the same quarterback, right? Or is it a different he, he, it is the same quarterback. He's he look, he's not sexy, but he had like a 34 to 6 TD to INT ratio last year. It just it looked it was was it not the ugliest 34 to 6 looking touchdown? Like just watch it and play. I'm like, oh I'll take that over a pretty, you know, uh, lousy, what you know what I mean? Like a, a 15 to 14. What about so what uh, like, yeah, it's not pretty, it's not sexy with Ian Book, but the kid 
gets work done. I, he's going to be able to deliver the ball is, is really what I'm saying. Like he's an experienced guy on a top 10 team. And if this is a kid who's going to waltz in and start at X and you look at some of the, the, the film that he brought coming out of high school, top 100 recruit, he's a great guy that you can get for pennies, essentially free. What do you guys think about the quarterback from North Dakota State? I don't, I don't know his name. I've just heard. Like, what do you have? Like forty-two Trey touchdowns. Lance? Trey Lance, yeah, uh, 42 20, twenty-eight passing touchdowns. And just didn't he know. have like? Four, a he, had, he had fourteen rushing touchdowns. In case okay. you're wondering. And then no turnovers. Kane has all his stats memorized. So. Um, no, he he did fumble it once. Okay, but no one. Also, his parents live six blocks away from me. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we'll tell Mr. and Mrs. Lance I said hello. <laughs> uh, but what do you what do you guys think about that guy? So a lot of people are. I've heard, you know, on some Debbie podcasts that I do listen to, um, some people are obviously enamored by him, but some people are saying it's just the FCS. Um, how is scouting the FCS for Debbie? Is that? I mean, I, I don't think, Shaq, I think you had said on our, our Debbie for Beginners that you don't really include FCF players in a Canton, the Campus League, correct? So no, not mean- yeah. The, the campus Canton does not typically have that because they're not in the universe. Because you all your Debbie players are, are supposed to be guys that you can actually use and play in the okay. league. You know, so so is know, it harder, a lot of those is tough. But harder to scout an FCS guy then for you guys. Or- um, yes, yes, and no. Um, right. So the one thing you can notice is clearly that guy has to be far and away the best player on the field right. when we're looking at that FCS and Trey Lance obviously does that. Right. And like we try to look for the traits that are going to transfer. So if we're look, just looking at the way that Trey Lance throws the ball, he has a complete rubber band arm. Like he, that kid can throw it 60, 60 yards on a dime. Right. And so like just in the arm strength stratosphere, like it's clear that he could be throwing because that's not going to go away. He can throw 60 yards if he were playing at, Minnesota, who should have offered him a scholarship, um, still bitter about that. But he could be doing that in the Big Ten. He could be doing that in the SEC. The fact that him throwing 60 yards and a dime isn't going to change no matter where he plays, right? But the thing that is a little bit harder, obviously, he plays on the best team in the FCS, and they've been the best team for, what, 10 years when they have eight championships in the last 10 years. That's, that's pretty telling about, about the history of NDSU, especially even after their coach left. Um, the one head coach left. Next guy came up still winning championships. Um, But, you know, when we're focusing just on Trey Lance, I think that's the really important thing I like to look at is like, first, he has to be so much better than everyone on the field and it can't be questioned in any play ever. Right. And then the next step is, well, we know that the defense isn't going to be as good and that team is obviously the best in the FCS. So you're expecting guys to get open. Um, so we really have to focus on the times where the guys aren't getting open, where the defense does figure out what NDSU is doing. And I think that's when in those plays, I think is when we're actually going to learn the most about an FCS player. Okay. You guys have anything to add to that? I, I would say overall with that, it's traits are still traits, regardless of, of who, who you're playing against. Like the, the traits themselves are, are, are not any different. And so, yes, it is, problematic at times when you're you know trying to gauge a guy's speed and you're like well i can't i don't know who this corner he's you know out running yeah i don't know how fast that guy is i don't know he's not going to get drafted so some of those kinds of things can be be tough to evaluate but but overall traits are still straight so i don't care if it's you know at north dakota i don't care if it's division two division three there are certain traits that still translate regardless of who you're playing against so um yes 
it, it is it is it takes more time uh, to really dig into the tape, but it, it's not any different. Right. So keep this in mind, everyone that's listening. In a couple of years, when these guys are coming out from FCS, and Garrett goes, "Well, they did only play at FCS." Just remember this conversation right now, right, Garrett? Oh, I'll definitely say that. Absolutely. Okay. I know. Or no, Garrett's thing is I'm not as high on him as you guys are. That's, That's his way of saying I don't like a guy. So, <laughs> well, Mike, why don't you ask these guys where they have Trey Lance ranked? Okay. Uh, yeah. Where do you guys have Trey Lance ranked? Or overall, you- or at quarterback? At quarterback. There you go. Three. Hey, you could ask him too. He doesn't have to be me. All right, Kane, you have him at three. Yep. Okay, Garrett. I have him at three as well, and it's it's close between him and Fields, yes. and and that's that's coming from a Buckeyes fan. Uh, so it's it's very close between those two. How about you, Shaq? Yeah, I have him at three. I think I think the Garrett and Kane made awesome points in in the whole uh, in the whole discussion here about Lance. I, I think the idea of traits really being what matters. Yeah, there's no there's no opponent to footwork. There's no opponent to you know velocity popping off your arm and and the ball comes out of his hand. It's like a bazooka shot. It sometimes. I mean, it's yeah. it's yep. amazing. So, but it is. It's it, the FCS level is a factor in that. Where if you look at his stats, uh, you know. Kane, I joke that you haven't memorized, but you you may be able to bet. I believe he only had like two, uh, three games, I think, all year where he threw over like two hundred yards. Like it's yeah, something well, crazy. He only like had that. he only had three three or four total games where he threw over twenty passing attempts. Yeah, yeah, like right? so, so. So it's just, yeah, we're just not even seeing the right. repetition, and that's due to the offense, right? Like he's a true right. dual threat quarterback, mm-hmm. so obviously you know running's a big part of the game as well. And, I, so, and I'm sure I think, there was I think probably. I'm sure there was probably a lot of blowouts where he got to sit down quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I just think it'll be really fascinating. He's three now. He could easily he could easily move up. Like like yeah, I was saying, he could easily jump into that two spot or who who knows on that one spot. But yeah, he's he's got a limited sample size to date and it's at FCS, right. but he's right. a he's and a solid he's a, guy. He's in a that red shirt spot. freshman. He was a red shirt mm-hmm. freshman last year. This is his first that was his first year starting. And I think one thing that's worth mentioning is like, I expect him to have a worse season this coming season than last year. Stat wise, right? Like he's going to throw interceptions. The Like he threw passes that should have been picked off last year. Absolutely. Right? Like, and he threw, I think probably about five or six that should have been picked off. Like hmm. that, that comes with the territory. Um, we see in the NFL, like Jameis Winston should have had many more than 30 interceptions last year. Right. But some of them were dropped and, you know, we can get into that whole thing, but he's going to have a worst year statistically. And people are going to, are going to hang him for that. Right. Like they're going to see that it was, he was worse statistic. Oh, like he had a worse season. And it's like, well, if you really look at the film and that's why like diving into the film is important they're like, you can see that he either like got better at some traits or he got worse at some traits, right? Like just stat watching is not going to get you there. Even though I can tell you all of Trey Lance's stats at any time. <laughs> um, That's a, it's a good, it's a good point though, too, because everyone hammered um, Trevor Lawrence when he started off a little cold to begin uh, his, his sophomore yeah. year in college. And then by the end he, he had rounded out just fine mm-hmm. and showed everyone he's a, Damn good play, just like everyone thought he was to start the year. So, yeah, I, I think people will hammer Lance on it, but yeah, he's he's legit. He's gonna do he's gonna do just fine. 
Nate, do you have do you have any rankings or? Uh, I'm I have him at three. It's hard to put him over Fields right now, um, just because of you know it's Ohio State. It's really good competition, um, and I expect Fields to continue to improve going into this year. Um, but it's close. It is close. I want to rank Trey Lance higher, but I mean Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are both incredible quarterback prospects. So. I mean, it's not like saying something bad about Trey Lance that he's number three. Like, he's a really high number three. Okay. All right. So let's um, let's talk about some Debbie ADP real quick. So the only – the most current ADP that I could find for Debbie is on, I got May 2020 Debbie ADP from DLF. Um, so I'm just going to – I'm going to run our – shout out the top five here. Okay. Uh, let's see. You've got Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman, Rondale Moore, Travis Etienne, uh, Garrett, like I said, the next Reggie Bush. Um, let's see. Juba Hubbard, George Pickens. The same kind of game. Justin Ross, Najee Harris, and Jalen Waddle. What do you guys think about that top 10? And Garrett, I'm the host. I can say what I want. Um, <laughs> Shaq, let's start with you. I want to talk about this top 10 here, and I could read it again if you want me to. I'm just going to say that this is also one quarterback ADP. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, and this is a while ago because Justin Ross is seven, and that's definitely not the case anymore. This is the most current that I get off the yeah. So it, I got you. Uh, June gotta... should be up in like the next day or two. Okay. All right. So, um, but that's what we got for now. So, Shaq, we're going to start with you. Any guys that you think are higher or lower? Um, I, I personally, you know, we scouted Najee Harris before he decided to go back to college. I'm a huge Najee Harris fan. Um, was kind of hoping that the Titans wouldn't extend Derrick Henry because I'd love to see Najee Harris. I mean, he can run just as hard, and I think he can catch a little bit better than Derrick Henry too. But, um, Shaq, what do you think about this top ten? Is there any guys you'd move in or out? Yeah, I would move Jeremy Brown in at this point. I think he's earning a spot, uh, even though it's still a little feeling premature to me. I mean, his everything about Jeremy Brown is the second half of the season. He's he's that twelve, so he's not too far. And eleven he's not is far Mac, off, but I'm just saying for a Mac's top ten, I think I would go ahead and bump him into that top ten at this point. And he's risen up the ranks for me. He's risen up the ranks for a lot of people. I know a lot of people were on him earlier. I was a little bit more skeptical. I had to do a little bit more digging into that film just because it was really only a second half of the year thing. But he's legit, man. His game is awesome. It's it's well-rounded, and uh, and I think he's going to be a beast down the line. I would definitely put Jeremy Brown in there. I don't know how you guys feel about it. He wasn't even supposed to be the starter, too. I can't remember. Right. Um, I should know. I'm a Penn State fan. I can't remember who the starter yeah, was. Slade's there. And, yeah. Right. I think it was Ricky Slade, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's the guy that I think they wanted to be the starter, and Jeremy Brown just – And he ended up transferring, right? Where did he yeah, end up going? Transferred out. Old Dominion. Old Dominion, yeah. Really? All the OC down there. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Get rid of the OC. Uh, Garrett, what do you think about uh, this top 10 here? Anyone you read, read it for me one more time? I said I would read it again for Shaq, not you. Um, all right. So we got Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman, Rondale Moore, Travis Etienne, Chuba Hubbard. By the way, is it Chuba or Chuba? I think it's Chuba. Chuba. Okay. I hear it a lot of different ways. George Pickens, Justin Ross, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, and Seth Williams. Uh, Seth Williams is the big outlier for me. Uh, we we just actually recently covered him on the, the Film Nerds. And while I get where people get excited about Seth Williams because he's he's a big guy, he's a physical player, and actually has pretty good hands, uh, he, he is a very poor route runner. Uh, does not get off the line very well. 
doesn't doesn't utilize his hands very well uh, to to get open. And so there's a, and there was actually a lot of clips where I mean, dude was just loafing like he, he would get lost on a play or just wouldn't hustle. Uh, I think he he strikes me more as like uh, NFL wise as a round three round four guy. Uh, when when there's other players like Devonta Smith that probably uh, should be up there, uh, you can make a case for Wallace being up there. So I think he's the big outlier for me in that group. Okay, Ken, how about yourself? Do you need me to read that again? No, I have the I have the ADP up. Um, okay, perfect. So there's there's two that I would mention. The first I'm just going to mention quickly, like just because I'm not a Najee Harris guy, I wouldn't have him at eight. That's just me. I'm I'm just not a Najee Harris guy, and I'd I'd move him just down a little bit. But this is gonna seem like a weird bone to pick right away. But just l- listen at least to the explanation first. And so it's George Pickens, right? So right now he's at ADP six. And so the only reason why I think why I think that is you're already drafting him. If you're drafting him now in amongst these guys, you're already drafting him at a ceiling. Um, so he. He can't really increase in value. Sure, he could become the wide receiver one. He could move from six to one or six to two, right? But the issue is that you're not seeing an increase in value. And if I'm drafting a guy like who's just right behind him, um, like a Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith or a guy like that, they're going to increase in value because of the draft because they're draft eligible. And when we're thinking about George Pickens, yes, he's a great player and he's a great athlete, but we're waiting now two years for him to get into the NFL draft. And I'm not saying that Pickens isn't, isn't a bad player because I think he's phenomenal. But when I can, you know, draft Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle, who I believe are both going to be first round picks in the NFL draft, and then I can sell those guys for Pickens plus, because now I have an NFL talent versus still a relatively unknown Devi asset. Sure, he could be the the wide receiver one, but I don't expect um, Newman or JT Daniels or whoever the starting quarterback is to help him that much, right? When George is known for just spreading the ball around and not really peppering a wide receiver. They actually haven't had a thousand yard wide receiver since Kirby Smart's been there, if memory serves. So it we're not going to see this huge boom season that, that Jamar chase had at LSU. We're just not going to see that for a guy like George Pickens. And when you're drafting him at his value, you're not going to get any return on that for a couple of years. And like I said, he's a great player, but I'm all about value and the value just isn't there drafting him at this spot. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm getting back to the screen here. Nate, how about yourself? What do you think about this top 10? So I was actually going to say the same thing that Kane said. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone listened to the podcast. But but actually, before I say the same thing that Kane said, let me say the opposite of what Kane said. I am a Najee Harris fan. So personally, I have Najee Harris as my RB1 for this upcoming class. Um, I'll sell but, him to you. So, I mean, I understand why people are down on him. I know the age thing comes up a lot. Um, I'm kind of sad he went back to school, but you know, it was a good running back class this year. So he's going to stand out more next year, I think. Um and I think his ideal landing spot is the Vikings if they do not extend. Um, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> Just because it would make Kane well, really. Upset. No, well, Najee Harris is not a zone run scheme guy. And that's all the, the, that's all the Vikings run. So if you're looking to put, you know, a power back in a zone run scheme, like it's just not going to be 100%. I don't, I don't think he's incapable of being a zone scheme. I'm not, right, I mean, but he's, if, he's if, if more than looking, enough speed. 
but the thing that he does the best is not fit for a zone run scheme. A zone run scheme is more of a one-cut runner sure. that's going to get upfield quickly. And the things that Najee Harris does well just don't 100% mesh with with the zone run scheme. I think that's kind of just more I'm getting at. Yeah, I get that. He's, he's definitely not like the one-cut runner. Um, right. He's not like the the Arian Foster of old, yeah. like, type of guy. Yeah. But I also agree with the George Pickens being a little high. I would rather have Waddle over Pickens, um, especially in Debbie. If it's C to C, um, I don't hate it because Pickens can give you production right away because you're playing with that college fantasy. Um, but in Debbie, I'm, I'm almost always taking Waddle over Pickens just because Waddle, like Kane said, is probably going to be a first runner next year. And I mean, that guy's explosive and kick returns. Um, off screens down the field he's a really good player that got overshadowed by um, the hype from Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy in this draft that we're just not talking about enough for next year so I want to kind of scroll down here a little bit and um, here's a guy I'm I don't know what to think about him Um, I think I kind of understand why he went back but at number 25 is Kylan Hill running back from Mississippi State so Mike Leach came in there correct Mike Leach is now their head coach former Mm -hmm. Washington State head coach do you think the type of offensive system, the air raid, do you think that's a good fit for Kylan Hill? And do you think it was smart for him to go back? I mean, is 25 good ADP for a guy like this? Nate, let's start with you on this one. I honestly don't know too much about Kylan Hill. I haven't really got into him. Um, I think Garrett likes Kylan Hill. I do. I do like Kylan Hill. Um, as far as talking about it being a great fit, I don't think it's a great fit. Like I don't, I I, I don't uh, think of Kylan Hill and like, oh yeah, Mike Leach system is is a perfect fit for him. But I think it is good for him in the sense of his uh, potential, you know, draft stock because that is one of the things that we're looking at is you know how well rounded is he overall. Um, I, I can't put him up with etn and Najee and some of those guys uh but i do think he he absolutely belongs in that next tier uh of, of running backs it's going to be really interesting so yeah i don't think he's necessarily a fit but i do think this helps his draft stock overall okay yeah i do think it'll be interesting to see how many receptions he gets um because that's yeah. always something that people are looking for in draftable running backs is can they make a difference in the passing game and that is the offensive system to really show that for sure no and yeah it was hilarious on the opposite side of it you know borgie was like oh yes i get to run the ball now like he literally yeah. tweeted that out so right um you know it's uh yeah it'll be interesting which just shows the two different ways that those two coaches run the air raid right like coach rolovic still runs the air raid system coming from hawaii but he just doesn't throw into running backs like there's just not something that's in his lexicon but just going back to kylan hill right like kylan hill is a fine running back. And the thing that's going to get him pushed up draft boards is just his overall athleticism. Um, He is an athletic guy, right? And he's going to be able to catch more passes in this system. That's going to be an uptick. But I think, I think that's, what's going to give you a sell window. I don't, I don't envision him being a round one or round two guy. I think at best, he's going to be a late round three guy, more of a day three guy for me. That's at least just where I have him. Um, I think his athleticism is really going to have to show through this year because he does have some, he does have a little bit of vision issues, finding gaps, things like that. Um, and that's, that's not going to get better in this system. Um, 
That's just not something that happens right with Max Borgie. He ran the ball 199 times in two years and caught the ball 139 times. Um, that he's just not going to get the same option to run to run through the through the offensive line. So, you know, there's going to be a chance for him to stock up, but it's going to not going to be in the same way that that people are going to want him to. At least that's my view. Okay. Shaq, your thoughts on Kylan Hill? Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. I would agree all around. I think, uh, you know, like Garrett said, he's he can catch the ball. He's not so natural at it. He doesn't come across as being that natural at it to the extent that he's going to get that 80-something receptions that Borgie had. Um, so I, I don't see that. I think he's a guy, and I think it's a Kane's point too, I think I, I view him as like a – before Mike Leach got there, I would have guessed that he ends up in like a, a round four. And I think Mike Leach's system could give him enough pass catch and volume to push him up to a round three guy, something like that. Um, I think that's really where the benefit may come for him. But he's a guy who does a lot of things well. He, like you say, he is athletic, but there's nothing that pops as super special. He's just competent at a lot of things. And that's mm-hmm. there's certainly value in that alone. So, yeah, but that, that's the kind of general gist of where I see him. Yeah, I can totally see Kylan Hill being a guy that stays in the NFL for 10, 12 years, Absolutely. right? Like the guy that yep. continued continuously just hangs around and hangs around and hangs around. And every time, you know, you're going to pick him up because someone got injured and he's going to, you know, be a spot start guy that gets 18 touches for 80 yards, right? And everyone's going to be hyping him and then the starter's going to come back and then right. that's just kind of that's going to be his career arc for me. And I think the pass catching work really needs to be there. Um, so he can even just turn into a satellite back if, if need be at least in fantasy, so he can get more work. Um, Mm. And like Shaq said, he's not a natural pass catcher. So that's really something that he's going to have to work on, um, especially in this offense to look competent in it. Okay. um, So scrolling through the ADP here, I can only find two tight ends. That's it. Um, Shaq, I think you had said when you were on kind of stay away from tight ends for the most part just because it takes so long. Well, them. just in Devi, I, I, I don't generally tend to do a lot with like the traditional Devi picks with tight ends. Right. So, But, there's, uh, but there's there only, are a couple of guys this year that are nice for sure. So the only two that's on here is uh, Devi number 34. I'm sorry, ranking ADP number 34. I can't even talk. Is Kyle Pitts out of Florida, uh, who last year was the second best player on Florida? We all know Malik Piran was first. And 64 is Pat Fryermuth. Garrett, what's so funny from uh, Penn State? So uh, tell me what you think about these guys head to head. What do you think? I have not seen much of Kyle Pitts, you know, watching film on the Michael Piran. I did see a little bit of Pitts and I liked what I saw. I have seen more of Pat Fryermuth. Um, I kind of like him a little bit better than Gusecki. It's just me. Um, Brevin Jordan's at ADP 44, by the way. Did I miss that? I was going to say, Brevin Jordan should be in that group if if he's not. It's a big uh, three. It's really those three. So I'd like to also welcome in Brevin Jordan at number 44. Um, Sorry, thank you, Kane, for pointing that out to me. I don't know how I missed it. Um, So if you could tell me what you guys think about these guys. Shaq, I want to start with you. The big Mm -hmm. three tight ends. Kyle Pitts, Brevin Jordan, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, they're all awesome, man. They're they're all going to be really good tight ends in the league, I believe. I I got Kyle Pitts number one there. I actually have Fryermuth as the second guy there, which may or may not be an unpopular take, but I think he's a complete dude, and uh, he's 
thick, can run, can stretch the field, um, can play laterally. He's got uh, impressive agility for his size. Um, I think the you know baby Gronk comparisons are not outlandish uh, with Farmer. I, I think he's a great player. Uh, Pitts is going to be elite fast, I think. I, I don't think it's going to take him long. Um, and and tight ends are so notorious for taking a long time to develop. I don't think it's going to take him a long time to start contributing on the field. And I think he's going to be an exciting player uh, pretty much as soon as he gets to the league. So I, I'm big on Pitts. Jordan, I, I want to see him develop a little bit more, but his skills are fantastic. I, I mean, his skills are undeniable. His, his athleticism is fantastic. Okay. Garrett, what are your thoughts? I'm actually a little inverted compared to most people on this. Uh, Pitts is actually my least favorite of the three, and Brevin Jordan actually is my favorite. And hmm. and I will say that is that is the more contrarian take. Uh, Kyle Pitts has the uh, the bigger frame uh, overall. He's a much taller player, uh, but uh, I, I really like Jordan's skill set. Uh, he is going to be a, a little bit on the smaller side, but he has crazy crazy athleticism uh the ability to do stuff after the catch and things like that like i really really like what i see but overall i think the best of the group for nfl purposes i think is going to be Fryermuth uh because he's the one that is able to do it all the best um and so and and his i mean he's already what he's 255 pounds or something like that like he's already ready. his body's already ready for the nfl where you know, the other two guys are sitting at the high 230s. And so they they have some uh, developing to do. They're probably going to be more uh, used to stand up wise more often, more than they will be inline blockers, which for fantasy doesn't necessarily hurt. But I do really like guys that are on the field most of the time. So uh, if 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 that were to switch for me, it would be Fryermuth jumping to one. Um, yeah, I... I see why people like Pitts. Uh, he he is a is a very very talented player. Uh, there there's some, a few small things in his game that that I'm a little bit nervous about. Uh, but but we'll see. It, it's not that I dislike him or think that he's a bad player in any way, shape, or form. It's uh it's it's just I have him a little lower than others. Okay, Kane, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, there's not a whole lot left to say about these guys that that these other two beautiful fellas didn't didn't talk about um i have brevin jordan first just because the nfl puts such a high premium on athleticism at the tight end position um and we we've seen that in guys that getting drafted way higher than we could have ever imagined just because of their athleticism um he's going to be able to catch the ball <laughs> at the nfl level like he does it really really well um, if we're just looking at the Miami offense, who's going to catch the ball for him, right? Like this coming season, like who is it? You're going to have Derek King as the new quarterback, but who's catching the ball? And when Brevin Jordan's the first name you come up with, you know, that means something. He's going to get a lot of work. He's going to be, you know, like Garrett said, he's going to be set out wide. He's going to be able to work in the slot. He's going to be able to be all over the field just because of how versatile he is. And I think that's when it matters, right, who his OC is at the next level. A person that, that is willing to move him all over the formation because of that athleticism. Um, the other two, also great. Like, I I can't really say anything bad. They're all tier one guys. 
Okay. You, you you bring up a great, great good point there, and it's kind of funny. All three of these guys are on teams where there's a lot of guys vacating production at the receiver position. Yeah. And there's they're really like the one guy coming back on their team who's the the stud receiving option for all for all three of those teams. I think overall just I think yeah. overall Florida just has a few other weapons compared to the other two teams like which I'm not saying that they're great options but at least I like Jacob like, Copeland there's a, lot. a few guys. Yeah. Um but you know it's overall right. th- what they have Trayvon Grimes who I think is at least a little exciting. Right. Um Justin Shorter transferred down there as well. Um we'll see what happens. I'm not holding my hope but I I get what you mean Jack. Yeah, but even I just mean like even Florida lost like you know Van Jefferson. They lost Cleveland. four guys to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which is which is an absurd number to lose that many wide receivers <laughs> right. uh, to the NFL. Like, right. holy cow! One other name that I just want to throw in. He could have been a, a breakout guy or a sleeper guy, uh, but he's kind Chuck? of. Uh, that would be a good one as well. That would be a good one as well. Now I'm going to throw Baylor Cup out there. Uh, looked really good. Uh, highly ranked prospect, the top tight end in his class, got hurt. But the dude already has like a monster frame, 6'6", 245, uh, and he'll be coming into his redshirt freshman season. So uh, he doesn't belong in the conversation necessarily with these guys yet. But if we're talking about ceiling, he's one of those guys that has that kind of ceiling. Baylor Cup's high school film is like it's like a snuff film. It's like him just <laughs> murdering people. It's insane. It really is nuts. Oh, and no, his his teammate at Texas A and M's no slouch either. Jalen Weidermeyer, right. also a great player. And I think those two are just going to eat into each other's value Production, just all yeah. season. And it's gonna and it's gonna suck. But at the same time, you know, if if the coach, you know, if Jimbo Fisher can use them right, we'll. We'll see. Um, yeah, the but good, that could the be really that'll keep offense. them. That'll keep them cheaper for us. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the other tight end I'd mentioned, Charlie Kohler, yeah. um, out of Iowa State. Iowa State. Also, where are those targets going to go? Uh, yep. So Charlie Kohler, I think, is at least a little exciting. I think he's going to be, um, you know, two tiers down from Pat Fryermuth, but a similar skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, he's yeah, it's Tariq Milton and and Charlie Kohler, and that's basically yep. what they got. Yeah, hopefully, Brees Hall can do stuff. Yeah. Uh, Nate, any thought on these tight ends here? Um, like everyone else has already said, I mean, they are all tier one guys. I personally have it: Pitts, Fryermuth, and then uh, Jordan, just like Shaq. Um, Fryermuth is definitely like the most NFL ready. Um, like Garrett was talking about, I love those tight ends who are going to get in the field to block and always be on the field. Um, that's really important because, um, you know, those guys are set up for like the play action plays and those guys are always going to be a threat. You know, even if they're just on there to block a lot, I mean, being on the field is what gets you fantasy points, not being on the sideline. Um, so I like Frymuth a lot, but I like Pitts the most. Um, but like everyone said, the, all these guys are really good. They're um, I'd probably have them over anyone else in this uh, 2020 tight end draft class. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think they're all ahead of Komet for me. It'd be close, I, but I like. I think I like Komet more than most people did. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you could even even with me liking Komet, I think I would still probably have all these all three of these guys over. Last ADP one, and you could just 
just a quick answer here. Um, at number 72, Jalen Berger, running back from Wisconsin. Is he the next Jonathan Taylor? He, he should be the starter on that team. Okay. Nikia Watson's not special. No. Um, so Justin or uh, Jalen Berger is actually the best re- running back recruit that Wisconsin's had in the past 30 years. Even better than um, Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor was only a three-star. Yes. Was he only yeah, a three-star? Taylor was okay. a three-star guy. Um, Jalen Berger is what? the running back six in this oh class, four-star yeah. guy, some somewhere around six. Don't quote me on that, but he's a top 10 guy. He's, he's good. The thing that I think is really special is that he was actually lined up a lot in the slot in high school because he can catch that well, Okay, um, which I think is going to be really important because after this year, Garrett Groshek is gone. So in case you're not just a huge <laughs> big 10 film fan, um, Garrett Groshek was basically the third down guy for, for Wisconsin for what seems like 20 years. <laughs> like every time, like there's a game's like, Oh, it's Garrett Groshek again on third down. Like it just happens over and over and over again. But I think with, with Groshek now going to be gone, this is his last year. Um, Jalen Berger is really going to have a shot to catch a lot of passes. And if he can have that, that rushing production as well as some of the receiving work that Groshek gets, which is, you know, 30 some catches a year, then, then huge stock up for him. Okay. Yeah, I love Berger. I think he's he's got a bright future, and uh, I I think for year one, I think it will be a mix of Berger and and Watson, just because I think Berger ultimately to be that workhorse guy has to add a little bit to his frame. I mean, he's two oh five at six feet tall, so that's that's he could definitely add a little bit of muscle and thickness to be that workhorse guy. But I think by his sophomore year, I think he should be the dude. Yeah, his pad level's high too. Mm-hmm. Um, he he runs just a little too tall. Um, he's just got to get a little lower when he runs, just to lower the pad level. Um, because when you he has a lot of power, um, but you know you don't with a guy with that much power. He really didn't have to uh, put a shoulder in anyone in high school because he was also faster than them. So you know that's that's also part of the tough evaluation. But he just needs to lower that a little bit, especially in the Big Ten when he's just going to get hammered by linebackers uh, going through the A and the B gap. I think that's something that he's just going to have to work on at least a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So look out for Jalen Berger for running back from Wisconsin. So um, any incoming freshmen we should know about? (laughs) A lot. Just name one, one guy that you guys like more than anybody else. You want me to start? Yeah. Everyone knows who my guy is. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Kai Thomas was actually just a three-star guy. It's just because he's a little undersized, just a little smaller. Um, you know, and just like we saw with JV and Hawkins, it's clear that as soon as you go to a D1 program, you can put on the weight. Um, that's just something that's going to happen. So Kai Thomas had a ridiculous season, uh, 3000 rushing yards with 42 touchdowns. Um, so he's just a crazy, crazy guy. He was actually a Gatorade player in Kansas. Um, He's just absolutely terrific. I I really like him, and I think he's going to fit in really well in the outside zone scheme that the Gophers play. Um, just because he can he can set up linebackers really well, and that's what you saw in college. That I or excuse me, in high school, that was impressive. As the linebackers kind of flowed to the sidelines, he was able to put his foot in the ground and then just cut back. And that's really what is needed when you're looking at a true outside zone guy. Um, so I think he's going to be really good, and I think he's going to continue 
to improve, right? Like we have one guy that had significant touches on the Gophers this year, and that's Mohamed Ibrahim, who's dealt with injuries his entire career. Um, so definitely there's going to be an opportunity for Kai Thomas to step up. And I, I like him a whole lot more, obviously, than everyone else. I also might have gone to the University of Minnesota. <laughs> Could do it. It happens. I might also have season tickets to the Gophers. You know, all that added up just kind of makes me a homer, and I don't care. That's that's fine. Hey, he's your guy. Preach it. Um, Nate, how about you? Any incoming freshmen for you? Yeah, I'm not as uh, knowledgeable about the incoming freshmen as these guys probably, but um, one guy that I got in the CBC draft that I did with Shaq and Garrett um, is Chris Tyree, who's a four-star running back going to Notre Dame. I don't think there's a lot of competition there ahead of him. There's a lot of just another guys. Um, so while it might not be this year, I think you put some forward, respect on Jafar Armstrong. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. It's okay. So I just think the opportunity is there, and I think he's got a lot of talent. So while he might not make a huge impact this year, especially with all this weird offseason going on, I think he's going to be a talent there, and that's a really good team going forward. They've done well to recruit, so I think he can have make an impact uh, in the next year or two and then get on your Debbie radar. All right. Shaq, how about yourself? Um, I, I have a few guys, especially like Campus the Canton guys that I'm, I'm always gunning for, guys that I really like a uh, little bit below the radar a little bit like Israel Abanaconda, I think is going to be able to come into pit and have a chance to play right away. I really like his game. He's, he's super fast. He was in for the spring, even in their limited practices and he was turning heads uh, doing that. Uh, but I think uh, one of the guys that I'm, I really got eyes on is Quentin Johnston out of uh, TCU. Really tall. He's a top 100 guy. He's tall, but he's smooth and he's got some good, good you know top end speed sort of deceptive on how fast he is i think because he's a long strider but he he once he gets going man he's rolling and uh this this dude can play and he has hops like he's one of those like really above the rim guys playing basketball like he can throw it down like some of his basketball highlights are crazy and so i think you know with Jalen rega gone out of tcu some of the buzz is that Quentin Johnston's going to get a chance to start right out of the gate, even as a true freshman. And if he can do that, I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see how his career develops. So, yeah, I like him. Okay. And Garrett, how about yourself? Uh, guy I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Daniel Nada. Uh, he is the younger brother of Joe Nada, uh, the wide receiver for Clemson. Uh, but he is actually a running back, and he went to Arizona State, top 150 guy. And they don't really have anybody there uh, that got any touches other than, you know, Benjamin last year. So uh, we'll see if anybody steps up. But he was already there uh, in the spring before everything got shut down. A lot of good buzz about him and some of the stuff that they were doing over at Arizona State. They have a, a younger team with Jaden Daniels at quarterback already. So I, I think that there's an opportunity that he could get uh, some, some real touches early. And I think he could do something with them. So our last topic of the evening. So, you know, in the fantasy industry or community, however you want to refer to it as, there always seems to be a consensus of people that, you know, we're, we're always high on, right? Like you have to think the same way the whole community does or else you're, you're just banished. So um, who are you guys down on that all the other Debbie guys might be higher on? 
So like, who's a consensus guy that you might not like? You know, Debbie, or I almost called you Debbie Kane. It's just Kane. Uh, you said before Najee Harris. So he's a guy that a lot of people are higher on. So is there anybody else that, you know, you guys think, well, everyone loves this guy, but I really don't. So Kane, why don't we start with you? Yeah. So I would mention Brees Hall. Um, and the reason why I mentioned Brees Hall is if we're just looking at the one quarterback ADP, he's coming in at 16. So he's coming in at the 204. From and Iowa I think it's State. worth what? Uh, from Iowa State. Yep. And so I think it's worth noting that that four out of the five offensive linemen this year are going to be new. Um, they're not going to be returning starters. It's just one starter returning. And so I think that partially is going to hurt him a little bit, right? And I think he just has some deficiencies that no one really mentions. I think vision is a big one with him, um, that it's just not always there. Um, I think he, in the same vein as some of the other guys, does a great job at making guys miss sometimes and picking up those extra yards. But I think the initial read of a defense isn't hundred percent there for him. And you know, that that's going to happen. He was a true freshman last year. So like, I'm not, I'm not knocking him for that, but I think in the same vein that if we're trying to pick out the next um, right, the next big running back, that's going to break onto the scene. I just don't want to put my chips on Brees Hall when I think he's going to be around the same ADP next year as he is this year. I'm not seeing, I'm not going to see a whole lot of gain from him. Okay. Um, Nate, how about yourself? Um, so in two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues, Jamie Newman is getting a lot of hype and I understand why. Um, I was actually kind of already down on him before the news came out that JT Daniels is immediately eligible. Um, so now they got a quarterback competition um newman's not guaranteed to win that job i think he probably does but he's not guaranteed and people have been buying him at a pretty high price recently um it's georgia i like came was talking about they spread it out um i don't know if he's as high of a prospect that people are making him. he's athletic he's got tools but i just haven't seen it yet on tape i know that wake forest had some issues last year i know it's uh sage Sir, it got injured, so he missed some time. But I'm not as high on Jamie Newman as everybody else. Um, so I've heard his name mentioned in like uh, this coming year NFL draft first round. I don't see that yet. So I think the hype's just getting a little bit too big for him. All right. Shaq, how about yourself? I think uh, I like CJ Johnson. I have some concerns about him and I, I don't have him at a spot where like his ADP right now is like 18. Yep. 18. For me, that's, that's high. Like he's going ahead of Tylen Wallace. Come on now. Right. Like even with Tylen Wallace's injury, I just don't, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing it. I mean, he's got, you got to wait two years for him. And I, my concern with CJ Johnson is I just don't know that he has the speed to separate once he gets up against more elite DBs. And does that's he, my does big he concern. remind does he remind you of like an a like an AGG type? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Ooh. Like, uh, like it's, that's that's I just have concerns AGG. about him. I think he's 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 interesting. He's he's fun. What's that? Uh, AGG is Garrett's boy, though. We, I wouldn't yeah. say he's my boy. I do like AGG, but also I'm, I'm not saying I don't like him. I just yeah. think we're, those are just the same deficiencies that we saw okay. with AGG is just that sure. breakaway speed. Right. And, but he was also ranked like, you know, thirties, forties, as opposed to CJ, 
CJ Johnson, that's right. Eight. Big, di- big difference in price. Big yeah. difference in price. Exactly. Right. And so, yeah, to, to sort of, the you know, Kane's point earlier about you're sort of buying them at a, at a ceiling. It's mm-hmm. not like 18 is the ceiling, but you're buying them at a, at a pretty high price that he had better be that dude. And if, and I don't know that we saw that as a freshman yet. And we, you know, cause it took him a little while to get going as a freshman. So it was, he's, he, once he got going, he did some awesome things, but yeah, I just definitely need to see more before I'm taking him off the board at 18. And Garrett, we'll finish it up with you. Uh, the guy I'm going to go with, uh, I think the community is finally catching up and realizing that this guy isn't quite as good as everyone said he was for too long. Uh, but Max Borgie, uh, Max Borgie was being How taken. dare you? I love Max Borgie. You're drunk. That's the actually, next Christian McCaffrey, baby. Actually, I am not. I have not had any alcohol since Saturday, so I am not drunk. But All right, maybe you need to drink then. Uh, something. Uh, but uh, watching watching Borgie's tape, uh, he he doesn't do anything special. Uh, he had a very high passing volume because of Leach's offense. But even you know, if you're going to have a smaller satellite back, which I think at the next level he's going to have to be um, a satellite type back. So already he's being you know going to be typecast a little bit. It's going to be hard to break out of that type of mold. But you want guys that are quick and efficient with their movements. He is the opposite of efficient. You know, you even see on a lot of his cuts, he's taking multiple steps as opposed to one cut and go. He doesn't make a ton of people miss. Uh, and, and sometimes he tries to be a player that he's not. He tries to uh, overcompensate for him not being a bigger back. And he tries to uh, play like a bigger back at times. And, and that's just not his game. And so uh, I am – like you know i see him getting taken around the turn often in some of these leagues and i mean he's he's i'd have to go look at my rankings but i think he's my running back like 14 15 in Devi right now um i'm I'm significantly lower than most people yeah and that market's starting to correct itself it it is yeah Yeah. he's, he's slowly getting lower but i think in borgie's credit like he's a natural pass catcher like, sure. He's a natural catcher of the ball, right? But obviously we need the athleticism. But the way he catches the ball is just incredible. So what I did notice watching Max Borgie, and I liked his tape a little bit from watching Anthony Gordon's tape. You see a lot of Max Borgie. Mm-hmm. Um, what I noticed, like Kane said, fantastic catcher of the ball. When he was running, I think he was so productive as a runner because they weren't expecting Washington State to run the ball. So they're like, oh, we don't have to cover anybody. We better hurry up and tackle this guy real quick. So best case scenario, he's probably a running back three for your fantasy team. Um, so I would agree that 11th overall is a little bit too high for Max Borgie too for a guy whose ceiling is maybe James White. Maybe. If he goes to the right spot. I'm not even sure if it's that. You know what I mean? Like but That's I, a big maybe. You, you know what I mean? That like, is a big maybe. I, I think offense. people are drafting him like he's like a James White. So a lot of people have been. And I'm not sure if he's not more Rex Burkhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Or they just restructured. Like, like Rex Burkhead is a guy who's a natural pass catcher. Really nice hands. Very smooth catching the ball. But you're not calling him like a. He doesn't do anything back. with it after that. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. He's kind of like in that Kenneth Dixon vein, Ooh. at least a little bit. Like he's never going to be like the top guy on his team ever. Um, you just hope with some injuries, you can get some points and sell him. 
Okay. All right. Well, hey, listen, that's um, that's all I got. So I want to thank a huge shout out to Garrett Price for helping me put this show together. When I say, Garrett, how do I do a Chevy, uh, Debbie show? He said it's the same as a regular fantasy football podcast. So It is. You're just talking about college guys instead of pro guys. It's never, the same thing. never done a Debbie podcast before. I don't know. I didn't know if hey, there I gonna... gave you great advice, and you are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Nate was slightly more helpful, though. He's like, you should do a show sheet. And I was like, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to figure something out. Um, but before I sign everybody off, Garrett, for old time's sake, would you like to do a verse for us tonight? Yeah, let me get it up here just a second. You should have that ready. Come on, man. I do. I just, you know, I was on a different page on my phone. All right. We are in Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 4 and 5. Say this. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. So basically, um, you know, this this verse is Paul talking about how we've each been given different gifts. We've been given different abilities, and those things are what makes us unique. That's what makes us special. That's what makes us uh, valuable to the kingdom of God. And, and the same things away in fantasy football and and what we do in this community. Like Shaq has absolutely mastered these c2c leagues like i i don't even know that i would ever want to commission a league now because i don't think i could do it the way that he does it and it would feel subpar now you know and, and that's one of the things that he brings kane talked about it earlier like some of the things that he brings is just this this lightness and this energy of you know i'm i'm gonna say whatever i want and we're gonna have a good time and i'm gonna talk about whatever i want and you know people he's endeared himself to the community because of that Nate's been a rising star in this community just because of him being able to break down some of these prospects. He has a good eye for it, even though he hasn't been doing that that long. Like we all have different skills and abilities. And and Mike, one of the things that that you have done really, really well as as a, a podcast host is really allowing the other people in the room to shine. You know, you've done a really good job at, you know, that's what makes uh, a guy like uh, LeBron so good is he makes the players around him better. That's one of the things that you do is you make the guys around you better at what they're doing. And so we all have different skills. We all have different abilities. And with that, that's what makes up this community. It's the same way in the Christian body. You know, some people might be really good at speaking in front of people. Somebody else might be terrified to speak in front of people and they just want to chill in the background. But dang it, they make the best food and people come to their house just so they can eat and they are blessed by that. And so we all have different skills and abilities. Um, but we can all use those things to glorify God. Garrett, I'm going to say thank you for the kind words. However, I have to disagree with you. The people that I get to do a podcast with on a weekly basis were already great. All I did was give them a platform to talk. That is it. So until next time, I uh, hope you enjoyed our Debbie show. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. This is the first time I ever got to hop on a podcast with Kane. Um, so Kane, thank you again for coming and hanging out with us tonight. It was a great Great time. Hope to have you back on at some point in time. So until the next time you are on, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Devi underscore Kane, which is very easy. All right. And um, definitely give, give Kane a follow for more than just football. Lots of great stuff out there. Nate, until then, where can we find you? You can find me at Nate NFL, or you can find me in the Beyblade division of Scott Fishbowl kicking Kane's butt. <laughs> All right. And, I drafted uh, those hurt players for you. That was my <laughs> goal. I take my role very seriously. I want to get everyone that's going to get injured, and then you guys can move on. All right. Look at that. You're a great guy. 
Garrett, where can we find you on Twitter? Garrett, you have to unmute your mic. <laughs> I forgot I muted it. Whoops. Uh, I'm at Dynasty Price. Hold on a second. Do you do the Nerds podcast with those with that setup right there? Uh, I did for while wow, while wow, I was remote. Yeah, but you're, we're back together. Again. You're gonna tell me that you're doing a podcast that gets that many downloads with headphones. Oh, you know what? These are these are my normal headphones, actually. Um, but this pod's not even good enough for him to put on his regular headphones. <laughs> they, they, they actually <laughs> broke. They actually broke like two days ago, and I'm a little I'm a little like heartbroken. All right, Garrett, we're gonna have to work on getting you a mic setup. Okay, I'll work on that. We'll You're getting real bougie on me. I am. <laughs> I am. That's right. I bought a twenty six dollar cable for no reason whatsoever. So, um, Shaq, where can we find you on Twitter? I'm at uh, at Dynasty Tools on Twitter. On tw- on the Twitter. On the Twitter. Follow follow Shaq. He's a wicked pisser. He's got a great podcast up there. Um, Shaq, is Tom Brady still the greatest quarterback of all time? Even He's though- always gonna be, oh. man. Come on, like, well, we 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 now cheer for two teams. Look at that. Go box. <laughs> Did that? That must have felt weird to say, right? Nah, no. Nah. Tom Brady plays for them. We and love it. It's an NFC team. It's not like you're a Jets fan all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Big difference. So, and until next week, if you're so inclined, you can follow me at the NBR and Bauer 85. I can't even say my own last name. I would prefer if you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind, check out our YouTube channel, uh, Periscope, I guess, check that out too. It just links up to our Twitter. Um, we also, I think that's about it. We have an Instagram page that I don't do a lot with. We have a Facebook group, all that good stuff. Subscribe, rate, and review, all that good stuff. Share the love. Spread the love. Have a great summer, everybody. See you soon. Thanks again for hanging out. Remember, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you, everybody.